0: Thank you for listening to this podcast brought to you by Baylife Church, Port Stevens. We hope you find this message challenges and inspires you in your daily Christian walk. For more information, visit www.baylifechurch.org.au. Um, my own um, conviction I suppose this morning, that I want to encourage you. This is going to be an evangelistic message. Um, This is going to be a message that is going to encourage you, I pray, and um, I suppose teach you and, and help you understand the importance of what it actually means to go and tell other people about Jesus Christ. So that's what the message is going to be about um, this morning, and I'm um, I'm not apologetic about that. I, I am an I'm an evangelist, and I love encouraging people to go and into their world, into their workplaces, into their spheres of influence, and and encourage people and witness to people about Jesus Christ. So that's what this message is going to be about this morning, and it's going to be lots of lots of fun, I'm sure. So. Um, as I said, this message is a bit of a, a motto of, of mine, and I was once asked to write an autobiography. So that usually, I think, happens, someone writes it for you, or after you die, I think, or something like that. You, know, like, you can or bio, or A biography is when you die, an autobiography and you write about yourself. One of them, yes. So someone asked me, we did this thing, I was at a leadership thing, and they said, hey, I want you to write an autobiography about yourself. And I want you to write it. The first few pages are about, you know, there's like a book, you know, there's the heading, you know, Chris Clum, or it would say Clummy, because that's what everyone calls calls me, it'd be Clummy. And underneath that, you know, there's the, usually that little little um, subtitle, I'm a terrible, I was a teacher for about 10 years, but I was not an English teacher, I was a PE teacher. So I, I encourage kids to kick balls, not um, necessarily write essays. But um. Underneath that is the the subheading, and I suppose the the one slogan that encapsulates your life. And if I asked you this morning, what would that message be? If someone was writing a book about you, or if you're writing a book about yourself, and and, and there was a, you know, the title was your name, and underneath that was like this subheading of this thing that encapsulated your life. What would people write about you, or what would you want people to know um, you for, or remember you for? And for me, my, my life message, I suppose, uh, my, my motto, the thing that, you know, can sit on my, my tombstone, if they even exist, um, when, when I pass away, would be one more soul for Christ. And this is the thing that I live my, my life by, this this life message of one more soul for Christ. And it's about, you know, just everything within me wants to see people come to know Jesus Christ. The reason why everything within me wants to see people to come to Jesus Christ is because I had the amazing opportunity to meet Jesus Christ. I believe it's the best thing that's ever happened in my life. And And since I met Jesus Christ, I want to encourage other people to get into a relationship with that as well, because I know how amazing it is and actually. What Jesus does in people's lives. The other reason why that is is because I believe that's why we're here. That once we give our lives to Jesus Christ, you know, well, God, I'll take one step back that God created us first to be in a relationship with Him. Amen. That's why we're here. God created you and me. That's what our conference is going to be about, the Foundations Conference. We're going to encourage our kids. that That's why we're here. We've been created to be in a relationship with Jesus Christ. And, and He created that. And, and we, we have the opportunity. We're not robots. We have to make that decision to actually say, hey, Jesus, I invite you into my heart. I invite you in my life. I want to make this decision to, to follow you. And I believe in my heart, confess in my mouth that Jesus is Lord. And from that moment, I believe that it's in our responsibility to go into the world and encourage others or go into our workplaces, go into our families, just be, you know, the person that God's called us to do. But as we're doing that, encourage others in that same relationship that I have. Is anyone here with me this morning? Everyone thinking, no, 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 that's, 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 that's not for me. Well, this morning I'm going to show you that it is for you, because um, it's very biblical, and uh, Jesus actually um, shows us so clear to do that. So last week, Greg preached a great message. He just preached a, uh, a series on Jonah, right? He said, you know, the Don't diss Me series. And um, there was all those four disses, the, the chapters within, within Jonah. And last week, he encouraged us about going to Nineveh. About, you know, going to your Nineveh. Where is your Nineveh? And I I was sitting at my desk this week thinking, does Nineveh even still exist? I wonder if people were just like thinking, do I have to like literally jump in a plane and go to Nineveh? So I Googled it. Who did you ask before Google? I don't know. Like seriously, who did you ask before Google? You asked your parents and they made made something up? Um, I don't know. I asked this the other day actually. This is the generation we live in. I asked this the other day. I said, who do we ask before Google? And some little year seven girl said, Siri? <laughs> 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 There's no word of a lie. She actually said that. I'm like, oh my gosh, my God. Uh, this is the generation we're raising up. I know, Siri? Just ask Siri and she tells you the answer, right? I suppose. Um, my phone literally just turned on <laughs> because I said Siri listens to me. Um, so <laughs> he, he asked this question, <laughs> like, yes, I'm here. Um, so he asked, he encourages, he said, go to Nineveh. Where is your Nineveh? And I Googled, does Nineveh still exist? The answer is yes, it does. Nineveh is still there, and the, the ruins of, of Nineveh are actually still there, which is cool. Um, but the whole why he asked that question, the whole point behind, behind that question um, was because... God asks Jonah to go and do something. He asks to be He asks Jonah to be his witness in Nineveh. He said, I need you to go to this place and tell these people that they're going to basically die um, if they don't change their ways. Um, So God said, hey, you need to go to this place. And the whole why behind Greg asking that question, I believe, was that, you know what, I I feel and I know that God is asking us to go into areas of our lives and witness and tell people about God and and a relationship um, with Jesus Christ. And it's scary, right? I I get that. And I know that, that not everyone Um, is an evangelist and not everyone's called to do that and that's okay. But everyone has still been asked to do this and I just wrote this down here. The whole point um, behind um, what Jonah Jonah was being disobedient, right? He was running the opposite direction. He actually got asked to do something and he ran the opposite direction. I want to suggest this morning that maybe we're a little bit more like him than we think, so before Jesus departed, he spent a final time with his 11 disciples. The last command that he gave them was this. This is the last command that Jesus gave his disciples. So Jesus has been walking on, uh, on the earth for, for 33 years. you know, So lots of stuff, walking with his disciples for three years. And the last command that he gave him, Gave, gave his disciples, you know, if I was Jesus, I would want to make sure, I'm not, which is a good thing, but I would want to make sure that the last, you know, the, the, the last game plan that I gave the guys who were going to start the church was a good one, was a good idea, right? Was the, was the plan that was actually going to go forth and see humanity come into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah? I would want to make us a good one. So this is the last gameplay that Jesus... Said to his disciples and said, Hey, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. So, if these are the last words that Jesus gave his disciples, I I feel that we have to consider them um, to be important. That we, we quote this verse all the time like it's a, that it's a good idea. Oh, it would be a good idea to go and do this. But I feel that it was the last thing that, that Jesus in, in instructed his disciples to do, that it's probably an important thing for us as his disciples to actually listen to and have a look at. And you, know, you might be asking this morning, well, why me? Aren't there... Are the people better equipped to tell people about Jesus? No. (laughs) There's not. Whoa, crickets. (laughs) Why me? I'm not a preacher. I'm not charismatic. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not this. What if, what if, what if, what if? And we all go through these moments. I I know that. But I want to encourage us today that you are the best person in this world to tell someone about Jesus Christ if you know Jesus Christ. That you are. You really are. That you are the best person. I'm the best person You're the best person. Sometimes we have this like, you know, pie mentality that if if someone's the best person, that means that I'm not the best person, that we just leave it up to the best person to do the thing that maybe I could do, but I'll just leave it up to that guy to do it because he's heaps better than me. And, you know, I might, might, or that girl to go and do it. And, you know, I might not be as good as them, so I'm just not going to try. I'm just being real with you this morning that I know that we think like this. And the first thing I want to say is that we don't stand up here every week encouraging you to talk to people about Jesus, encouraging you to bring people to, to, to church, encouraging you to, to go into your worlds and, and, and you, know, you know, be the light of the world and go and, go and you know, share your testimonies and do all that just because it's a good idea. Number one, my point this morning is that, you know what? It's not just a good idea. It's actually a command that Jesus has asked us to do. That if we think of it like this, that we're thinking about, you know, I, I had a look, um, you know, during the week about, you know, how many commands that Jesus said. And I think there's around 50 of them, um, you know, in, in that, that, that Jesus taught. And this is one of the commands that, that Jesus actually commands his disciples to go and do. He's like, you know, these are the things that are going to continue to see the church grow. These are going to be the things that continue to see my name brought high. These are going to be the things that are going to continue to see a, a people that I have created to be in relationship with Him actually come into relationship with Him. And the number one thing that I want to, I suppose, throw out this morning for you that maybe get you thinking differently about this idea about talking to people about God and, and witnessing to, to our, our, our friends is that it's not just a good idea. Jesus is actually commanding his disciples to do it. And if we can think of it like that, it's not just like, oh, maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't. It's like, no, Jesus is championing you on saying, go and do it, go and do it, go and do it, go and do it. You've got it in you. And, you know, sometimes I think that the whole um, evangelizing thing has been, you know, so complicated. It's like we have to, some you know, throughout history, some people stood on soapboxes and told everyone they're going to go to hell. You know, we don't need to do that. <laughs> you know, we don't need to, you know, jump around and, and smash people with Bible and stuff. You know, what we need to do is we need to love people and we need to tell them the truth of who Jesus Christ is. So the first and foremost reason that we should tell others about Jesus is because it is actually a command of Jesus. You can write that down. Luke recorded in Acts 1, 8, he said, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus is saying, hey, the Holy Spirit is coming, and the Holy Spirit is here. He lives in us. We all have the Holy Spirit. If you've asked Jesus into your life, you have the Holy Spirit living in you. And he is the one who actually gives us power to go and witness, that it's not in your own strength and your own ability to go and, and, and talk to someone about, about Jesus, that we can try that, but it's not always successful, but the Holy Spirit, I know and believe, that gives us opportunities to go and actually, you know, talk to people about God. So, Jesus is asking us to be His witness. So, what is a witness? Good question. So, yeah, good question. Yeah, thanks, Aaliyah. Um... So in the same way that a person is called to be a witness in a legal proceeding, that we are asked to be Jesus' witness in the world. So in a legal proceeding, the witness, Sherry, you can tell me if I'm wrong here. You know, she's the, the studying the law one um, in the room. Um, and in a, in a legal proceeding, the witnesses will testify to the things that I have personally seen and heard. Is that right? And they testify to the things they have personally seen and heard that will give an account based on what they have observed, the experience, and to the relevance of the actual law case. So like when they're giving evidence, they have to give it that it's actually relevant to what's going on in the the actual case. So when someone gets called to court and says, hey, you need to be a witness, basically what they're doing is telling the... um, judge and the jury, um, what they've seen and what they've heard. I just want to make this really simple this morning, that we can tell people what we've seen and what we've heard about Jesus Christ in our own lives. So the best part about being a witness is all we have to do is actually tell people the experiences that I've had and encourage people about the, the life that I live in Jesus Christ and, and it's not actually about, it's not our responsibility to get people saved, okay? Sometimes we think that, you know, oh, if I go and tell someone about Jesus and I don't give their life to God, that I've screwed up. That's a lie. That it's not our job to get people saved. That's Jesus' job. That's what the Holy Spirit does. All Jesus asked us to do was to be His what? Witness. And what's a witness? A witness is someone that is telling our friends and our family and the people we meet, the amazing stuff that we've seen in our own life, the amazing stuff we've heard in our own life, and actually saying, hey, guess what? This actually happened. And it is true, and it's amazing. And as a Christian, we have the same opportunity and responsibility to tell others what we've seen and heard. It's the most amazing thing, I believe, that we can do for someone else, is actually tell other people the truth of what Jesus does day in, day out in our lives. Day in, day out, God is doing amazing stuff in our lives. And sometimes we need to look for it. <laughs> you know, sometimes we can get so busy and it's like, oh, I, I'm not feeling God. But I know that if we actually take a step back and just think about from the moment, that we'll, from when we didn't know Jesus to when we did and what he's done in the process, it's been amazing. Maybe you've grown up a Christian your whole life. And you have an amazing testimony, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. But it's important for us to understand that Jesus just isn't saying it's a good idea to tell people about Him. He's actually commanding us to go and tell people about Him. You know, if we get passionate about this... You know, there's a verse that I love in Matthew 13, um, 45 to 46. And the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant looking for fine pearls. When he found one of great value, he went away and sold everything he had and bought it. That this guy was looking for something in his life. And he found it. And he was so passionate about this thing. He sold everything he had. That's how passionate he was to go and buy this thing. And Jesus is saying, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. We need to be so passionate about seeing people come to know Jesus, so passionate about witnessing to other people and just being real with them and just being normal and not being weird, but just saying, hey, you know what? Jesus has a relationship for you as well. And this is what he's done in my life. If we get passionate about that, we're going to do everything we can to actually continue going and doing that thing. You know, you might be sitting here this morning thinking, oh, Chris, I've done this my whole life. You know, I've, I've, I've tried so many times and it just doesn't work. I don't know if you're thinking that this morning. I've tried this. I've talked to people and it just doesn't work. This is my encouragement for you. Just keep, doing it <laughs> because it's not what I say it's not what I do but it's what the Holy Spirit does remember when the, when we have the Holy Spirit living in us it's the Holy Spirit that's talking to this person this person's been created by God to be in a relationship with him and you know what the world does it actually blinds their eyes and hardens their hearts and deafens them but they can't actually see or hear the great things that God is doing, and I feel that as Christians, that with the Holy Spirit, that when we can just get in real, authentic conversations with people, you know, not every second of our life, you know, not every second of my life am I just running around saying, Jesus loves you, Jesus loves you, come and come and know Jesus, you know, that's just, you know, it'll, it'll just turn into this sounding gong that won't make a difference, but we have people in our lives that we can have authentic, real conversations with. And when we go have these conversations, and it can just come up, you know, over dinner, it can come up over coffee, it can come up being a moment where you say, you know, I'm going to actually be strategic today and catch up with this person, catch up and see how they're going. And when they're going through stuff, you can encourage them with the thing that Jesus is doing in your life, and the Holy Spirit speaks through those words into their spirit, and it's like, oh, maybe I want that as well, because they do. It's built in the, you know, eternity is placed in the heart of every single man and woman. That one day, every knee and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. That's what my Bible says. I believe it. So why can't we go into our world and, and, and go into our, 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 our families and our workplaces and just, just people that we get to catch up with and encourage them in their relationship as well? A lot of the time what we do, we think, oh, is this, this is my thing. And I'm just going to keep it my thing because I don't want to actually you know, put that pressure on someone else maybe if i tell someone about jesus they're not going to like me anymore you know what if someone doesn't like you because you tell them about jesus they're not really your good friend anyway you know people love us not for what um not for what we do but for who we are and if people don't love you for loving them because that's all we're doing we're telling people about jesus we're just loving them maybe they're not ready to hear it that's okay you don't keep going and trying to slam it down their throat and, you know, you need to hear this. You know, that's not, doesn't really work. I suppose this morning what I'm trying to do is encourage just a little bit of teaching, a little bit of um, championing you on to, to, to get a bit more confident going into your world and saying, hey, you can do this too. You can and you should tell people about Jesus. And little, you can drip feed it. Maybe that opportunity comes up. We can just go, you know, the whole way and say, "Hey, you know what? You should come to church with me on Sunday. We're going to pray for you. We're going to help you through this situation. We got a church family, just like we did this morning, that just wants to help you in the in the area that you're in right now." You know, I've never had someone say no to me when I've asked, "Can I pray for you?" Ever. Ever. The amount of times that I've said, "Hey, can I just pray for you?" Every single time they say yes. Why is that? Why is it every time that I say, "Hey"? Can I just, just pray for you in this thing? Oh, it would be an honor. Oh, I would love for you to do that. I would love for you to pray for me in this thing that I'm going through right now. Is it my 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 prayer that's going to get them to come to know Jesus? Maybe. It's my obedience, I've actually been asking that, actually opening something up in their mind, in their heart, thinking, wow. It's the Holy Spirit that comes through those words that does something in their life. It's the Holy Spirit that, in that moment, that goes through and actually, you know, starts to maybe unlock something in their heart, in their mind. It starts to open their ears to actually some truth. You know, I was, I, I do this all, I was at the gym. I don't know if I told this story, just the other day. And I was canceling a gym membership, and this, and this lady um, this lady said, "Oh, what do you do?" This happened to me just the other night, last Friday night as well. Every time I tell someone I'm a pastor, they think I'm a plasterer. Every time, and um, every single time, and my response every time is, "I'm in the I'm in the business of fixing lives, not walls." But I, so this 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 lady just said to me, "Oh, you're a you're a plasterer." I said, "No, I'm a pastor. You're a what?" Oh my. A minister? Ah, you're a God-botherer. Yes, I'm a God-botherer. I love bothering God. She goes, stay there. I have so many questions for you. I'm like, come on now literally, for the next like 45 minutes to an hour, she's standing, there's people walking in and out of the gym. And I'm literally just standing there having a conversation with this lady about Jesus. She's asking me about heaven. She's asking me about hell. She's asking me why do, you know, people, why do bad things happen to good people? You know, do you actually believe that prayer works? I'm like, yes, I actually do. Because, you know, and I just started sharing experience about how I've prayed and this is what, you know, happened in my life. And she's like, wow. And then she went on somewhere else and I just said, Oh, well, what's the whole point of life anyway? And she's like, yeah, I think that all the time. Mic drop, see you later. And, um, <laughs> she, and that's where the conversation ended because that's where she was at. But you know what? It was an amazing opportunity just to witness and be Jesus' witness in the world and say, you know what? This is actually what happened. This is actually what I've experienced. And you don't have to believe it, but this is what happened to me. And it's amazing what it does in other people to think, oh my gosh, all of it happens for you. Maybe that Jesus wants to do something in my life as well. Maybe God wants to help me in the thing I'm going through as well. You know, I was at the pub just the other day. I know I'm a pastor. I was at the pub. It's weird. Um, you know, I'm not there all the time, but I was there for a thirtieth the other day, and um, I was there. And I walked to the bar, and I saw this girl that I knew. And I was, and, and I'm like, oh, do you want me to buy you a beer? And she's like, aren't you a pastor? I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, you're gonna have to buy one for my for my uh, for my partner as well. I'm like, all right, this is getting expensive, but all right. Um, you know, swipe the card. You know, um, you know, she wasn't drinking tap beer either. It was like the bottle stuff. It's always more expensive, but um. It was worth it anyway she goes why don't you come over and meet my partner I'm like, all right sweet so i walk over there and start talking you know, what do you do i'm a i'm a pastor oh you fix walls no i'm a pastor not a plaster oh okay cool you know conversation goes on again and again and again and it was like this half an hour I was me to be at a party and like this half an hour conversation i just started talking to this guy about jesus about the stuff that he was going through and you know how you know it's not about you know he goes oh you know i hate all the rules and stuff i said oh can i tell you something exciting Christianity has nothing to do about rules. That's 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 religion. You know, religion is everything that I have to do to get to God. But Christianity is everything that Jesus has done to get to me. And he's like, "Wow, really?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's awesome." And he's like, "Oh, okay, that's cool." And this girl standing there is like, "Yeah, it's true. It's true." You know, she. It was it was just a great conversation. I'm like, hey, really nice to meet you, mate. And you know, I was going to head back to the party, and it was just an amazing opportunity to just be able to witness. I want to take the pressure off you for having to close the deal every time that you talk to someone about Jesus. That every time that we talk to someone about Jesus, we think we're going to have to close the deal and, you know, you know, get them a Bible at the end of it and lead them in the sinner's prayer. No one's ever going to do it because it's so hard. I get that. It's even hard for a preacher on a Sunday to encourage you to give your lives to Jesus. You know, how hard is it, you know, when you're, when, you're, when you're at the pub to do it? You know, that's... But that, that's why we go to the pub or anything like that. I don't know why I'm talking about the pub. But it was just a, it was a testimony of mine, okay? So point number two. Number one, it's not just a good idea. It's a command. Point number two, you have a testimony for a reason, okay? That don't ever think that good things happen in your life just so it makes you feel good. God doesn't do things in our life just to make you feel good, okay? Yes, He loves us, 100%. Yes, He wants to bless us, 100%. Yes, He wants to fill us, you know, Holy Spirit gives us joy and peace and all this stuff. But it's not just so you can sit down and say, wow, I'm a good person. Jesus must be good. Has nothing to do with that. The reason why we have a testimony is to share, to encourage other people and to give glory to God about what He's actually done in that situation to actually maybe open the eyes, open that heart, open those ears of someone else. That you have a testimony and you have it for a reason. And you know what? You are the only one who can tell your story. You know, at the start of the message, I said, you're the best person to tell someone else about Jesus. And the reason is, is because He's done something in your life and no one else can tell it like you can. You know, I could get up here and try to tell someone else's testimony and it would be terrible because it's not my testimony. But get that person up to tell their testimony. Holy Spirit moves through it. And it's like, oh, wow. You have a testimony for a reason and He wants you to use it. You know, no one can adequately, I can't even say that word, I wrote it, um, describe the wonderful things that have changed in your life like you can. No one really can explain what God has done in your life like you can, because he's done it for you. I can talk about the things that God's done in my life, well, because he did it to me. When we witness something, I can't, I don't think I can anyway, say, this person told me that this happened, and it's credible in court. Does that work? It doesn't work, does it? It doesn't, because I didn't actually see it. I didn't actually hear it. I'm just saying third-party information, what someone else has told me. But the reason why it's powerful when someone gets up and says, this is what I saw and heard, is because it's true, because it happened to them, and no one can argue with it. (laughs) No one can argue with something that I have seen or experienced in my life, and if they want to take that as truth or not, that's up to them. But it's not about that. It's about God's asked us. To do it so it's your story no one else can tell it you know if, if christ has done amazing things for you we have the privilege and the obligation to actually share with others you know i love the, the um the story in, in luke 8 the uh you know the demon possessed man um where jesus comes and this dude that's naked sleeping in a in a graveyard and um jesus comes and this guy um comes over to jesus bows at his feet and you know you're the messiah what are you doing here Anyway, he prays for him and, you know, cast the demons into the, you know, it was called mob because there was lots of them and he cast them into the pigs and then the, t- the town got freaked out. Pigs, you know, ran away. And then um, at the end of the, the story, Jesus is about to go and this guy comes up to him and goes, you know, he's healed. He's like, please don't go. Please stay with me. Please stay with me. Please stay with me. I need, I need more of this. And this is what Jesus says to him. He says, return home. And tell how much God has done for you. So the man went away and told all over town how much Jesus had done for him. You know, when Jesus did that, it was awesome that he did that for him. But then Jesus was like, hey, get out there and go tell people how awesome I am. I'm sure he's not, that's what I would say. But, um, you know, get out there and tell people how amazing my God is, what he can actually do. Go out there and tell people the amazing testimony that just happened in your life because it makes a difference in their life as well. You know, the best thing that we can do is that we can share with someone else to bring them hope. You know, our story can actually bring someone else hope. That my story, my testimony brings someone else hope. I'm going to move on to my last point and um, this, this last point, so that's the information. That's the why we need to do that. That's why that we need to go and witness, because Jesus asked us to do it. He's commanded us to go and do it. But you've got a testimony. He's done something in your life. And I encourage you and, and champion you on to go out there. And when I say there, it sounds like we're like you know going on missions trips every day. Um, we're just doing our life out there, I suppose, out those doors. Um, and just go and encourage people with the testimony that God has done in your life when the opportunity comes up. And just really practical, something that you can do. Is that, you know, if you're talking to someone, just, you know, actually be there and care about that person. When you ask someone, hey, how are you doing? We're so good in Australia. How are you doing? Yeah, good, thanks. Hey, how are you doing? Oh, not bad. All right, see ya. It's just so in and out. Make moments that you can actually actually care about how someone else is going. So they can actually start telling you a little bit of their story. So that, that's where your testimony has power to actually start encouraging them in the thing. Sometimes we get so busy, and um, you know, sometimes we don't even say the right thing. Hey, how you doing? You too? <laughs> um, who does that? <laughs> <It's> like, like <laughs> just, you know, we thought they said, have a good day. Yeah, you too, but I actually said, how are you going? And it just doesn't work. But, um, so take a moment and just say, hey, how are you going? How's how's life going? How are you doing in that? We know when stuff, people are struggling with stuff. We know when people are going through stuff. Just be there. Ask the question. Listen. And then ask the Holy Spirit, hey, how can I encourage this person today? Maybe it's a bit of my testimony. Maybe it's a bit about the Bible, because we read the Bible. We know what's in the Bible, and we know that, you know, this scripture can apply to this situation. And hey, I don't know if this is going to help, but, you know, I'm a Christian, and, and, and I believe that, you know, that, that, that the Bible um, can, can help us. There's a scripture here. Maybe try to apply that to your life. I've done that. I do that on Facebook all the time. If someone, you know, has gone through a hard time, I just message them. Like, not on the put it on the thing, but just do the private message and go, hey, I just saw you having a hard day. I just want to encourage you in this. Every time, they write back, thank you so much. I've never had anyone. How dare you quote scripture at me, ever. No one's ever said that. It's out of a relationship. I know the person. But no one's ever come back to me and said, oh, why would you say that to me? Why would you encourage me in that? Ever. You can do it. (laughs) So that's the information. But I believe that information is great. But without the impartation of the Holy Spirit, sometimes it's pointless. Information's really good because information can be for other people. But when the Holy Spirit does something in our life, in my life, this is where we start getting a passion. That when I start thinking about who are the ones in my life that need to know Jesus, that, that the Holy Spirit drops something on my heart, on my mind, and actually starts to, to get me passionate and excited about telling that person the truth of Jesus Christ. And that's what I want to do now. I want to, I want to be able to um, flip the, the message around a little bit from information to start talking about and encourage you in. And in, 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 It's actually a Holy Spirit thing that we need to ask Him to break our hearts for the lost. That if we actually don't care that people don't know Jesus, that this is all information for someone else. But when we can get to a place saying, God, can you break my heart for what break yours? You know, the thing that I believe that breaks, the thing that I know (laughs) breaks God's heart the most is when His children don't know Him. That's all through the Bible. Maybe the whole Old Testament is about His chosen people that He was trying to get back into a relationship with Him. Especially the whole Old Testament is about this, this story of, of a nation that, that just left um, you know, His presence. And, and the whole journey is about trying to get the presence of God back into His people so that they can be back into a relationship with God. But that's what breaks His heart is when people don't know Him. And we know that there's a world out there that don't know God. And sometimes I think that, you know, we, as, as, as churches, you know, people have lost faith in the church. That's cool. God's not up there stressing out, I don't think. <laughs> you know, all the stuff that happens in media and stuff, that, you know, the bad publicity about churches and, oh, you're all a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah, we are. You know, I don't think people have lost faith in people yet. <laughs> I really don't. I really believe that people still believe in you, that people still believe in your character, people still believe in in who you are, and people still believe in the relationship that that you've got with them. That remember, we're not pointing people to the church, we're not we're not what invite them to come to church, but it's not about the church; it's about a relationship with God. This is a a thing that we do on a Sunday morning to encourage the, you know, my job is to encourage the believers in their relationship with Him. That's what my job is, to encourage you in your relationship with God. And that's what we do every week. Stand up here and just encourage you in your relationship with God. But people haven't lost faith in you, and you have a testimony, you have a story, and you have a relationship with God. But we need to ask God to break our heart To actually start seeing people the way that Jesus sees people. And Matt, if you want to just jump up on stage and just play a bit of niceness for me, you can use the keyboard or the guitar. This helps. We call this like the Holy Spirit guitar moment or something. You know what? It creates an atmosphere of faith in the room to believe that you know what God wants to move in my heart today. God wants to do something in my life today. I want to to be a church that just wants to respond to the presence of God when it's here, and there's a moment for me to respond to God. I just want to respond to it, because God has good things for my life. I know that. God has great things for your life, and if we can respond to those moments, it's amazing what God does. You know, the biggest breakthroughs I've ever had in my life is when I've responded to God. So, as I said before, the whole message started that God broke my heart for the lost years and years and years ago. I was at a at a conference at, at Hillsong Conference, I think it was, and I think that's on this week, I think. Um, but I was down at Hillsong Conference, and I was at Jam, actually. It used to be called um, the youth program; it used to be called Jam. And I was down there, and you know, I was just in a moment, and you know, God broke my heart for the loss, and I did that ugly cry. I'd cry all the time. I'll probably cry this morning. Every time I talk about loss, I cry. So get used to it; that'll happen. Um, but you know, I was I was I was at this at this um, altar call, and and God just broke my heart for the lost, and I was you know, fluid coming out everywhere. Um, <laughs> good picture, right? <laughs> um, and um, from that moment, you know, God placed something in me that actually. Starts, you know, not every time I walk down the street, I cry because I see people that don't know God, but you know, <laughs> there's moments that I'm just there thinking, wow, you know, all these people just walking around, running around, doing life for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> it's like people just run around and do life and they're just doing it aimlessly. It's like, there's no point behind it. Like we can do all our jobs and we can do all that stuff, which is, which is awesome. There's lots of fun stuff we can do in life. But I still I know that without a relationship with God, without a relationship with the one who created us, it just seems empty and pointless. I'm always looking for fulfillment somewhere else. And as a a church that we need to, we have to have a heart for people to come to know God. You can't just leave it up to the preachers on stage to get out there. You know, I only know this many people. I can only talk to this many people about Jesus. We can all witness, but we can all get out there and share a testimony and have a moment about, hey, this is what God did in my life, and it's amazing. And, you know, I've got a great church family that might be able to help you through the situation. It's not a lie. It's true. (laughs) Who knows that since they've gave their life to God, their life has been better. And, yeah, I I know that's true (laughs) for me and I pray that's true for you and I'm sure it is or like, you wouldn't be here today, right? Like, But stuff happens in life, yep, hard times come, yep, I know that. Gone through them, go through them all the time. But I still know that Jesus is there. Why don't we just stand on our feet this morning? You know, for us to be able to go to Nineveh, for us to be able to go into our world, you know, the Holy Spirit... Is to do something in us first, information is great, but it's the impartation of the Holy Spirit that gives us power, right? He gives us power to go and to tell people and to be His witness. And the best thing is at the end of Matthew 28 it says, And surely I am with you always to the very end of the, end of the days to the very end of the age, that Jesus is with us when we're doing this. We're not doing it by ourselves. But this morning, I just pray that the Holy Spirit can just do something in your heart this morning. That the Holy Spirit can maybe unlock a passion for the ones in your life that don't know God. And this morning, what I want to ask you, who are those ones in your life that don't know God? I don't know who my ones are. Who are your ones? Who are the people in your life that you know are going through stuff right now that you can encourage? Who are the people in your life right now that you can start having conversations, intentional conversations with about, hey, my testimony is actually going to help this person (laughs) in the thing they're going through right now? Information is great, but what happens with information is, as I've said, that it's someone else, someone else will do it, someone else will do it, someone else will do it. But when God breaks my heart, I cannot not do it. When God changes my heart, when God changes my eyes, when the Holy Spirit does something in me, there's every, there's nothing within me that cannot tell someone about Jesus. At every opportunity that comes up, I'm so excited and passionate to be able to say, you know what, God loves you so much. He's got a plan and a purpose for your life. Right now you might feel like life sucks and it's tough, but I know there's a better way for you to live. I know that God hasn't created you this way. God hasn't created you to to, to stay here. Maybe He's making you go through this so that that you can even find Him. But you know what, we have an amazing opportunity and obligation to encourage others to witness to others about the things that you've seen and heard that have happened in your life so right now I just want to ask if you want to just close your eyes this morning I'm just going to ask you to respond and if maybe you already have this heart that you just love talking to people about God that's so good keep going don't stop keep witnessing keep 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 going and and doing the thing that that God has, you know, commanded us to do. But this morning, if, if you feel like, you know what, God, I need you maybe to break my heart again for those who don't know you, maybe that he needs to break your heart. The Holy Spirit needs to do something within you for the first time to start, you know, so you can have that power. I just want to ask this morning for you to respond to that. And the way I want you to do that is by put your hand up just so I know how I'm praying with you. So you know what, Chris, this morning, I want God to break my heart for the lost for the first time. I want to break, break my heart for the lost. Again, if that's you this morning, just lift it up. Lift it up high. So good. Awesome. That's great. That's great. That's so good. That's so good. You know what? we are never, ever, ever, ever done The moment that I have breath, I can encourage someone in in, in who Jesus is. I can witness to someone about who Jesus is. You can do it in your workplace. You can do it in your friendships. You can do it in in, in relationships. You can can do it just by, you know, seeing someone, asking the Holy Spirit to say, God, today show me someone. Give me an opportunity today to encourage someone in in a relationship with you, God. It all starts with, with, with the Holy Spirit giving us that that nudge, that that power to go into it. So God, I just pray for every single person that has their hands raised in this place, this morning. I pray for every single person in this room this morning, Lord God. Holy Spirit, right now, i just pray in Jesus' name. You just break their heart again for what breaks yours. God, you can get us thinking differently, Lord God, about why I have a testimony. God, you can get us seeing people differently in our world, Lord God. You can make it an urgency, Lord God, a priority in our life, Jesus, to be able to encourage and witness to those people in our life how amazing that you are. And God, I just pray that every single conversation that happens, Lord God, I just pray in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, you do something with that conversation, Lord God. You do something with those words, Lord God, that an opportunity comes up to you know invite them to church or invite them to wherever that is Lord God where they have an opportunity to give their lives to you Lord God because you've created us to be in relationship with you you've you've made us so that we can we can know you personally Lord God and the only way that we can do that is by believing in our heart and confessing with our mouths that Jesus Christ is Lord and i just thank you so much that we have a church that loves people but i just pray this morning holy spirit you can just do Something in their hearts, Lord God. Light that fire, Lord God, in their hearts, Lord God, for the ones in their life that they know that they can encourage, that they can witness to, Lord God, that they can champion on Lord God in a relationship with you. I just pray that in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to the message today brought to you by Life Church. We hope the message leaves you feeling challenged and inspired to live out your Christian work. Please tune in again for next week's message.